Welcome back to Latina Without Borders. I'm Christina. And I'm Eliza. And thank you so much for tuning in to our new episode, mm-hmm. this time with video. If it's your first time watching or listening to us, we are on YouTube um, and Spotify Video. Did you know that they had a new feature with video? I didn't know until yeah. you told me, I know. but that's so dope. We love that. Yeah. And that's why we incorporated video. Yeah, we didn't realize till mm-hmm. we were up uploading our last episode, yep. but if you're a Spotify user... You can watch on video, but again, on YouTube as well. So we encourage you guys to go do that. And I also wanted to note um, to please review us. It really helps us out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And we want to hear from you guys. And yeah. I was looking at our Apple reviews on Apple Podcasts. We already have some good ones. We have some good ones. we are like super appreciative of. Yeah, so we definitely appreciate anyone who's written in. Because I know, I mean, it doesn't take that long, but... For us, it's good to know that yeah. you guys are out there. We're just speaking to the camera. <laughs> no, 100%. And, like, also, like, yeah, it doesn't take, like, three years to write a review, but it takes time on your day. So yeah. we appreciate it. And it's a free, I always say, it's a free way to support. <laughs> yes. So if you like, follow, mm-hmm. subscribe, whatever it is, um, it really means a lot to us as we build this community. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I wanted to highlight one of the reviews. Um, someone wrote in here and they said, these girls are so authentic and I love that they come from different backgrounds. Topic Topics and discussions are great as well. Oh my God. I love that one. <laughs> that was really nice. I think the reason I like it is because like the background parts, like we, that's why we made Latino All Borders. Like we want to yeah. highlight our different backgrounds, but also like what brings us together, our common bond at the same mm-hmm. time. So love that other people are like seeing that because that's why we built this platform yeah we hope that you could relate to either one of us because mm-hmm. yeah we both came we're both latinas but again like you said different backgrounds yep. so if you guys comment or review um we'll be highlighting that in the upcoming episodes so please do that and yeah that's that's it yeah. for me also, today is February 1st, which means it's Black History Month. Yay. Super excited about that. Um, as you may know already, I identify as Afro-Latina. It's a term that I came into when I started college, and I absolutely love that identity. Um, and it means a ton to me. So I'm excited about this month. Um, so please, please stay close to our social media pages. We're going to be highlighting some Latinx stars um, who are, of course, um, identify as Afro-Latina as well. Um, and on top of that, we're just going to be incorporating a lot of fun things around black history month that's related to of course my identity and others within latin america so yeah stay tuned yeah definitely check out our social media for that and i wanted to get into our buena vibras because today's topic is a long one or we're gonna, mm-hmm. we have a lot to say so yep. we want to get through everything um in enough time and i can start off with my buena vibras yeah go um, ahead and the buena vibras are our highlights of the week so for me, it's uh, neutral nail polish. I've been loving neutral nail polish and also doing my nails at home. I've stopped going to the nail salon for about a year um, and I've loved it ever since. I'm just so such a like I'm a Virgo. So I'm yeah. like a perfectionist. And every time I left the nail salon, I'm like, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, the color was never perfect. And I was like, you know what? I can just do this myself. And I've been doing that for the past year. If you guys follow me on social media, you know, I have a bunch of Essie nail polishes, a whole wall of them in my room. Um, But I recently discovered two really good um, neutral colors. So I wanted to share it with you guys if you're looking to, even if you're just going to the nail salon, Mm -hmm. I know some people that absolutely can do their nails, but I've been practicing for years. 
Um, so if you're looking for a sheer polish, a neutral one that is great for more tanner skin tones, because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes they can wash you out or they don't look good. Um, there's two I really like, or actually three. One is Essie Sheer Fantasy. So that's the color. And the other one is really popular. I've seen a lot of uh, beauty influencers talk about it. And I have it on right now. And it's OPI. There's one called Bubble Bath. And the other one is Put It In Neutral. Love. And what you can do is actually mix both of them. And then it creates the perfect neutral color for your nails. Yeah. And so, I feel like that's like so difficult. So that's like I a know. good tip. It's I'm the know. one who cannot do my nails <laughs> myself. Like not to save my life. Like I'll try to do maybe a pedicure. But... In the winter when no one can see. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's no, I still go I to do. the, I do have to say, I still go for pedicures. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to do my own, but yeah, it gets to a point where you have to go to the nail yeah. salon for that. I mean, you can only save money for so long, Um, but I Yeah, but for the everyday manicure, I just make it like a self-care moment mm-hmm. um, on Sundays or so on, and I don't know, I've liked it, and I've definitely gotten better throughout the throughout the couple months or the year. I love that. <laughs> so that's mine. What's yours? Okay, mine is the Lippy app. So I'm like, oh, super, Libby. yeah, so I'm like yeah. super excited to share it. Like I personally have been buying books, which is also good. At the end of the day, we want to support authors, right? They're bringing us these amazing stories. So that's essential, but it can get expensive at times. Um, yeah. And I think a resource we don't use is the library. It's in most people's cities. Um, I grew up in New York City. There's a ton, right? There's almost one within, I would say roughly like every four zip codes, there's one library. So for me, you know, I haven't been able to go a lot because it is kind of out the way. But then I, someone told me about this Libby app and it's essentially you use your library card and you sign in and you get access to millions of books, millions, all the books. Yeah. And I just found out about this too. I signed up in December mm -hmm. for my library in my neighborhood um and my roommate told me about Libby and I was like I'm sorry books so for good. free I was yeah. like you need to tell me how this works and it connects mm. to your Kindle because that was the one thing I was like oh but I have a Kindle she's like no you transfer it over to the Kindle mm-hmm. yeah no it's good so I really like that part I think I think the one thing that's like not great about it is the fact that for like very popular books you have to actually be on a wait line for it but I think that's fine right like at the end of the day like we can just be really excited for the book once we get it um and it's not that long like some of them are like a week some of them are two weeks and time flies so I think for free access to books I think that's really good it's an affordable option it's also like an option like if you don't let's say you don't have the disposable income to buy a lot of books but you love reading this is a way that you can do it without having to like go out your way to go to a library. But at the same time, I do encourage you to go to your local library because they need our support. And yeah, I think that's like really my highlight for today. And it's something that I'm really, really excited to dig into. And I would love you guys to also have that access so you can start reading a lot of books that may have been on your bucket list, but haven't had the chance to purchase them. Mm -hmm. And they're expensive, like especially like the Kindle, I think it's supposed to save you some money. Yeah. But it's still like $14. It's like $3 for... off to be frank. Like yeah. it's not even that much more no. affordable. No, 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 yeah. it's not. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited when I got I my know. library. I love card. it. Um, I would say the only another like con to it is just like you don't have the physical book, but that's also like the Kindle, right? You don't have the physical book. So there is times where I'm like, wow, I just want to like see these words on the page and you don't get that. But that's or what a, about the audio version? You can you can do audiobooks. Oh yeah, no, 100%. You can do audiobooks. Yeah. Um I'm currently reading an audiobook right now through it. That's great. But I do think that, you know, having the book and like seeing the cover and like feeling it is such a nice feeling. <laughs> but for folks who prefer that, 
I just recommend go to your library, utilize it, right? Like our library needs more people to go into them and use them. So yeah, super pumped about that. And I hope you folks use that resource and you're able to read more. Thank you. I know that was part of my vision board, reading more. So Mm -hmm. that's a great tip. All right. So do you want to go into our topic? So we are transitioning, right? Um, So our topic for today is a pretty like heavy topic, to be honest. Like some folks may not think it's that heavy because to them it's like I identify as X. That's fine. Um, But for a lot of people, there has been a debate. So, for instance, like there's different terms that you can use to identify folks who come from Latin America. Um, So... You can use Latino, Latina, which is a term that I think most of us are familiar with. You can use Latin, which is a new one that just kind of approach, um, but it's quite similar to Latin X in a way. Yeah. Um, so I know for most part, whoever's watching, if you're like within our age group, Latin X is a very popular one. Um, and Latin kind of came into the picture not too long ago. So what we're going to do today is identify and go through the definitions of each of these terms and just have a like open discussion about them. Like, First of all, like, why is there so many terms, yeah. right? <laughs> which ones do people prefer? If I'm not from Latin America, which term do I use to properly identify someone so I, you know, don't disrespect them or something? So there's so much meat in this conversation. And we're going to go in. And me and Christina are not experts at all. No, we, I was telling her uh, when we were talking about this topic, mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't, I just started hearing Latin. Yeah. I know Latinx we've been using, um, I use it at mm-hmm. work, it's in the media a lot, but Latin I just started seeing on social media posts and I was like, I need yeah. to Google this because I was confused and I'm a Latina myself yeah. and I was like, wait, is this something I don't know about or are we mm-hmm. not going to use Latinx anymore? I was mm-hmm. I was very confused. So yeah. I think this is like a great conversation to have. I think it's something that we would probably have, you know, like mm-hmm. over over drinks or food. Um so yeah, let's let's dive right into it. Let's do it. All right. So we have the laptop out because I said we're not experts, but yeah. we did do our research and our due diligence to be able to bring you guys the facts. Um, and yeah, and I hope that you guys enjoyed this discussion because we're going to be like pretty open and asking each other questions on our own beliefs around yeah. them. Um, awesome. So let's kick I feel like off. The, yeah, we should probably just start off with, with like, definitions. Yeah, definitions like mm-hmm. Latinx and Latin. Yep. They're both general neutral terms. Exactly. So Latina and Latinx were used for folks who may not identify as a female or male. Um, and it's a more inclusive way of speaking, right? So the Spanish language just, and I know Christina can speak more to this since she's fluent in Spanish, but it tends to pit masculine and feminine, right? Nouns. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You used the O or the A for um, different nouns. And yep. it's, it's used across the whole language. It just happens to be like, a, you know, a feminine and masculine language so then when it came to latin or latina there are some people who felt like well i don't really identify with Mm -hmm. the feminine or the masculines and then i think that's when like latinx first came up yeah and i love the term latinx when i first heard about it i think it was like 2019 i would say um i was a big fan of it Mm because i want any term that brings inclusivity like if this term makes people feel more welcome like let's let's embrace it right um but i know there's some debate around that of like why did we even need it um what's the purpose um latin may be better for spanish speakers so much conversation around that um but yeah it's well i feel like we've been using latinx for a while Mm -hmm. and the reason why apparently latin started coming to conversation i have my notes here too is because latinx with the x is not very like 
um, as easy to say for Spanish speakers mm -hmm. because in Spanish you say equis, you don't yep. just say X. Um, so that's like some of the discussions around that. Um, when did you first start, started hearing Latin? Latin, honestly, like I would say like probably like months ago. Like, yeah, not I would a long say like ago. a month ago for and me. If I'm being like super honest, like I kind of was offended by it and I'm going to tell you the reason why. Okay, why? Um, the reason I was offended by it because I was like, Latin, I think it's an awesome alternative. And I think alternatives and choices are central, like essential for us. However, I don't like the fact that it was like we're prioritizing a language that not all Latin Americans speak. Um, and then on top of that, you know, kind of saying like, mm, we didn't like really like the X, which is like something that I wasn't a fan of. Like if you want to make Latin in order to like give another alternative, I, I love that. But I don't think we should we shouldn't necessarily wash something away that a community has yeah. felt embraced by and has accepted. We should just give like another option. So, well, I do think it's yeah, another option. Are, for are sure. some people trying to replace Latinx with Latin? Um, I have like in personal conversations. Oh, that really? You're like, oh, Latin like makes more sense, you know? Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can see why you think it's a better alternative. But I wouldn't say the Latin X doesn't make sense yeah, because it was made for so many different reasons. Yeah. Um, and I actually have a quote here. So there was a professor at the University of Texas, Rio Grande, who noted that Latin X, which is like, you know, non-gendered, is a way of pushing back against the Spanish language and how it prefers masculine nouns over feminine nouns as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting as well because I feel that it it wasn't necessarily made to be that you know it wasn't made to like prioritize the spanish language it was made to give an alternative that is also pushing against th this language that for years like i don't know i'm pretty sure the spanish language has yeah, been around since know. like a very fucking long time um so yeah just pushing against like gender norms within it so yeah i think i think i think they're both great terms um i just feel like we should be accepting of both yeah i agree i think this is just another mm -hmm. thing we're going to be adding to the mix um yeah. but that's why like my main question was like why are we adding this to the mix okay and fair. then that was like what came up online mm -hmm. was just um latinx can be cumbersome to pronounce um and that latina is easier for spanish speakers using the letter e because we already have words like estudiante yep. which ends with an e so that was kind of like the information we got no, um, I think it's like super valid. Yeah. I just feel like we shouldn't replace. And there's Latinx. also two ways how to pronounce Latin, mm -hmm. which is oh yeah, you did say yeah. That. So there's two ways you could say Latin, which is the way we've been saying yeah. it, and there's also Latine, which mm -hmm. I think is more Spanish. I think if you were speaking mm -hmm. in Spanish, it'd be like Latine instead mm -hmm. of Latin. Yeah. I don't know though. I I, I can't tell you. <laughs> I love the options. There's there's two ways yeah. you can say it. So no. I don't know. That's what we found online. Also, and I think just to like bring like a valid point to like the, the point I made earlier is that like this is why I feel like people are trying to get rid of Latinx is like so Arkansas governor Sarah. This is the first time I'm speaking about this lady. Yeah, so this is crazy. Yeah. So her name is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Right. So she's a Republican governor for Arkansas. So she signed an executive order. This is like one of the first things she did as governor banning the term Latinx to be used in state documents. And that's where I 
got offended right like i'm not someone who's necessarily in like the lgtbq community but i am an ally and i think if there's a word that make people feel more included why would you take that away from them right um so it's one thing to say maybe also she's not latina like i want to add that right like she's not latino latino latin nothing like this is a white woman um and yes she is saying i'm banning this word um and she used research as a backup however as we know like research can be subject subjective sometimes so i don't necessarily think that's fair she's also was using a study that was done four years ago right like times are changing rapidly um and the main point of this all is that i feel well, like she did the, it as the study you you brought information about the study right? yeah, yeah so yeah so the study essentially said that only three percent of folks who identify within the latin american community use the term latinx mm-hmm. So then I was saying, I was like, well, it hasn't even been around for that long. Exactly. And And this study was done three, four years ago. And also, who is the group of people you're studying? Are they older, older people? Because Mm -hmm. like, I know the older generation, if I think of like my parents, like, I don't think they've really heard Latinx that much. Mm -hmm. And maybe like, yeah, they don't. But like, who are you, you know, who's this pool of people you're asking? 100%. And like, they did say within the study that they did like, Okay. numerous age groups which is nice but um regardless i just feel like that's not necessarily a prime reason to take away the term i personally think that it was a way of like making a stance like yeah. we're not using this term um why wouldn't you want to use something that's inclusive i just like don't understand that but that's probably a politician conversation that i'm not well versed in at the moment but i just and something why- in my gut is telling me that it was done out of malice and like out in spite because inclusivity is so important well my thing is like okay well what do we not care about that three percent yeah and also how does it i like that yeah and how does that even bother Mm -hmm. you like it's not bothering you you don't even use the word exactly you're not even part of the community Mm -hmm. and that was the first thing she did when she got into office yeah that's crazy thirst bucket um (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like literally that's like so aggressive i had to google it because i was like you know is she latina is she like how does she identify because for you to do that and like feel like you have so much of a stance of it is just aggressive and i was just like i wanted to learn more where she come from but no she's she's just a white woman who felt like that made sense for her state so that's it for the state like it's executive order like no yeah, more latinx so- I don't know. Like, I know it got a This happened, like, a few weeks ago, and I know there's been a lot of, like, news coverage on it. So I don't know necessarily where it's going, but we are going to stay close to the story. Um, And I think really what I want to learn is, like, what was her intention behind it? I have an assumption. I think it's to, like... Make a point. Yeah, to make a point. make a point. But... (laughs) I don't, I, you know, I don't know for sure. We'll see. Um, and then I also wanted to just, I know we talked about like the more recent terms, but there's also Hispanic that's like, I, yeah, I think yeah. I think of Hispanic as the OG personally. Not that it's a good OG, but I just think it's like one of the original terms. Yeah, I think a using. lot of people um, also, the biggest, like I've probably one of the mm-hmm. most popular Google searches is like, what's the difference between Latino and Hispanic? Or, mm-hmm. like, when to use each one. Um, because some people can identify as Latino or Latina or Latinx, but not Hispanic. So, we'll yeah. break it down for you. Exactly. So, Latino is used to identify people who are from a, her- a heritage rooted in Latin America. Right? I'm, like, reading this off the paper. I know top of mind. So, it's basically just, like, within Latin America. So, there's been debates in the past on, like, is someone who is Haitian, are they do they identify as Latino because it is within Latin America, right? Um, 
you know, thinking of it from a map standpoint. And then there's also Brazilians, right? Brazil is like one of the biggest countries in South America. And do they identify as Latino? Some do. Yeah. A lot of them that identify. And I think that's a that's a choice. Um, but also, like, it makes sense because Brazil is in Latin America. So why <laughs> wouldn't they? You know, just because yeah. they don't speak Spanish, that doesn't mean nothing. That's not what the term is referencing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Brazilian, I have a, quite a few Brazilian friends and they all identify as Latino or Latina. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely, I mean... It's a confusing thing. I could see how some yeah. people from the outside be like, wait, but are Brazilians Latinos? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one. Yeah, Hispanic. Dating. So Hispanic was a term that was introduced during the Nixon um, administration. So essentially he needed a word that pit everyone who spoke Spanish into one category um, for a very long time. I didn't know this, so I found this super interesting. Yeah, so I found this interesting as well um, for a long time. I was reading different sources, but folks were saying that they were saying the term like Mexicans a lot. And then, you know, of course, there were Puerto Ricans, there were Dominicans, there was Ecuadorians. There was so many different like ethnic groups in the picture that he was like, okay, like we can't call all of them Mexican, right? We need a word for all these folks who are coming from Latin America who speak Spanish. Um, And this was mainly due to like the censors, right? The censors are like every 10 years. Don't quote me on that. But it it is basically just to see like who's living here, right? So he needed a term. So they came up with Hispanic. So the core difference between Hispanic and Latino is that Hispanic is associated with the language, right? So Brazilians wouldn't be considered Hispanic because they don't come from a Spanish-speaking country. But Spanish people, so from Spain, will be, con- will be considered Hispanics because, of course, Spain speaks Spanish, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. the originators. Um, so yeah. So those are like the main differences between Hispanic and Latino. One is associated with a language, uh, which is Hispanic. And then the other one is associated with like Latin America and geography. So this word, um, Hispanic, was, I mean, it's an English word. Mm -hmm. It was created in the U.S. Correct. So you're saying someone can't, so... My question Mm -hmm. is, I wonder... The government came up with it, (laughs) essentially. Yeah, so this was created by the government. (laughs) Um, I wonder if people from Spain Mm -hmm. consider themselves Hispanic. That's a great question. I personally don't know anyone from Spain, so I'm not sure. But I think I, they would be like, yeah. no, I'm just Spanish. But I do know that America has a big influence on certain topics. So okay. maybe, maybe not. Who yeah. knows? Um, I think that would be interesting to ask folks. Yeah. And if you identify. Let us know. Yeah, let us know what you identify as. Because, like, of course, we don't know everything. So it's great to hear other opinions and thoughts on, like, these topics. And also, like, understand why people identify the way they identify. Um, yeah, I think that's really cool. So. I know we talked a bit about the research already. We mentioned that only 3% say they use it to describe themselves. I think Christina made a great point with the fact that, okay, like those 3% matter. <laughs> Going back to the conversation we had of the governor who used a study pretty much as ammo to influence a decision of banning the term Latin X, the study was made by Peer Research. So they're actually well-respected and it's a research group that they do research on numerous topics. Um, but just to state that this... I already mentioned this, but this study was done in 2019. Um, (laughs) In my opinion, that's quite outdated. There's so many things happening um, and things are always changing. But the study did recognize that only 3% use the term Latinx to identify themselves within like Latin American households. Um, And I guess 
the logic there is that that's such a small percentage. So why should we use that term as the default? I don't necessarily agree with that at all. I feel like if that word is inclusive of everyone, then what's the problem with it? But I guess like more so brands are like, yeah, I feel encouraging like, it. Yeah, and then I also think like I work in marketing, so we want to have a term that is inclusive mm-hmm. and that we're able to use. And I I thought that when we had Latinx, I was like, oh, perfect, this is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Like we'll be able to use this. I think also a lot of people who are not in the community felt very. Um, comfortable using it and they kind of were like happy because it is a different language so they're always like is it Latinos or Latinas I feel like people always get confused or like what's the correct way of referring or Mm -hmm. or is it Hispanics Mm -hmm. I feel like that was always like do we say Latinos do we say Hispanics and now we were like no let's say Latinx Mm -hmm. and that's kind of nice to have Um, it just made things like you know when you're creating documents and so Mm -hmm. on a bit easier Um, so I just don't think I mean, yeah, it says 3%, but also, like, the term is so new. Like, yeah, exactly. you're not letting it time for people to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this it, is when, in my opinion, it was, like, first introduced, right? So I think that's an important yeah, thing to, Yeah, 2019 is when we first yeah, started hearing it. Yeah, it's when I personally it. first hearing it. So, like, to just go around and do the study, I think there definitely needs to be an updated study. Maybe there's one that's out there that we didn't find. Um, if you folks know one, definitely recommend it. But, yeah, I just don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I know 3% is a small number, but at the same time, like if 3% of people feel included by a term that is not necessarily excluding anyone, then why not use it? Like it's, you know, like why not make people feel seen? But that's just my opinion. Also, I think another interesting thing about the study is that they said, they actually use the term Hispanic when they said this, but Hispanics who identify with or lean towards the Democrat Party are more likely to have heard of Latinx than those who identify with or lean with the Republican Party. So the way I see this is more like liberals have heard and are more willing to use the term Latinx than those who are come from a more conservative background, which I just think is interesting. Um, I think that yeah, it's just like... Interesting. Uh, interesting fact that they had within the study um, of who's more willing to use it and who aren't Um, but I think in general it's still a term that is quite new and folks are getting comfortable with and for the most part I see a lot of brands and the brands I'm talking about is like more like Target I know we're big Target people oh yeah Um, (laughs) we love them but I see like Target I see a lot of like clothing brands um just yeah, Latinx Heritage Month. Yeah, using the term Latinx as kind of like the default to put everyone in one category and I don't disagree and I don't like I don't disagree with that but at the same time I am open to like other terms that can be used to better include everyone I mean I if I had to think back to like LGBTQ remember at first it was mm-hmm. just like LB at first it was just like Lgbt but then mm-hmm. we added Q like we're open to that and we should be open to this as well I like, agree. things are always change. always adding new things yeah things are always gonna change mm-hmm. as like society changes and I mean I don't know. I think people should just be I mean, open to it. It's just a word. Yeah. I, I try I to be think. I try to be as current as possible yeah. and I try to be as respectful as possible to everyone and everything. Um so yeah, whatever. If we have a word that makes people feel good, why not? Um so that's kind of like our viewpoints of it. So yeah. I think something that's important since this is our podcast, right? Like, what does Christina and I identify as? Christina, do you wanna go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think like we should point out like the podcast is called Latina Without Borders. True. Which at first I feel like when we first were making the name, we were like, is it okay that we're saying Latina? Mm-hmm. But then we were like, well, we, 
I don't want to speak for you, but like I was like I identify as a Latina, and we were doing the podcast, you know, of ourselves. Like we're the host. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want to point out that it doesn't mean that we're not open to the other terms. I mean, we're obviously talking about this now. Um, but I just wanted to point that out there. But for me, I have always used. I mean, I was saying growing up, and um, we spoke about it a little bit. Going to school, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm Spanish. Like, for that, yes. a lot of people were like, oh, that means you're, like, Spanish-speaking yeah. um, instead of, you know, mm-hmm. you're from Spain. And I quickly learned right after high school that I'm actually Hispanic. And I, people, if you were saying Spanish, people are going to think, oh, maybe you are from Spain. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kids in my high school didn't understand that whole thing. You saying Spanish was enough for them. Um, so. so after that, I think I was more like, oh, I'm Latina or I'm Hispanic. So I think that's the terms I've... Um, just like describe myself as I think in like my bio on Instagram I have Latina um and that's just like the way I identify yeah so I think it's I think you mentioned something very interesting so Christina said that you know growing up she identified not identified but folks normally refer to people who come from like the Latinx Latina Latino background as Spanish just Spanish so growing up in the Bronx I grew up with a lot of Latinos and we also called ourselves Spanish growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you grew up in a white community. So yeah. for you, you may have felt that they're using Spanish as just like, oh, like, I don't really know. I'm just going to say Spanish because she, she speaks Spanish and yeah. her family does. Yeah. But I think for me, it was like we I personally I'll speak for myself, but like I lacked the education. I, I, I thought that I was Spanish. Right. Like everyone in my family speaks Spanish. Right. We come from Puerto Rico. Like that makes sense. I didn't really know about any of these terms. And so I went to college and I started learning more. And I'm like, wow, like there's so many different ways that like make more sense. Like I'm not from Spain, you know, like also like not to get like super extra, but like, I mean, Spanish, the language is a language that was imposed on us right our indigenous people were not speaking spanish right it's our colonizers language Mm -hmm. that we've just had at this point for a very long time um and that just is now our primary language but that's (laughs) our indigenous ancestors i promise you promise we're not speaking spanish so um so yeah so when i learned more information about that i was like i don't want to ever say spanish call myself Spanish again. Oh my god, again. I would never do that now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not from Spain. My ancestors, for the most part, are not from Spain. Uh, I mean, I did 23 of me, but I mean, those are my colonizers as, <laughs> as yeah. um, ancestors. But, you know, my indigenous ones to like the island of Puerto Rico, they're, you know, they're not Spanish. So once I learned more, I feel like that made me feel better. Um, and I really, really heavily identify with Latina because it just makes me feel seen, me personally. Um, and I think it's a term that you know, my family is from Latin America. It doesn't associate Spanish speaking, right? I'm not fluent in Spanish. So like for me, Hispanic just always felt like it felt like it wasn't inclusive to me. So I, yeah, I feel you, very you much more comfortable with Latina. Yeah. Hispanic would then be like, you do speak Spanish. Yeah. And it's an assumption, right? Like, and I think coming, I know my father was born in Puerto Rico, but my, my mother was born here. So I'm second generation from that side. So it's just automatically assuming, um, our backgrounds and I don't Mm -hmm. like that so yeah so I think for me Latina is great but at the same time um I I do use the term Latinx and if Latina is becoming popular and people like that too definitely open to it as well to identify a larger group what about Afro-Latina you would say oh yeah that's my primary yeah my primary (laughs) is Afro-Latina just because like you know I grew up like you know, I have I I I personally like view myself as I walk through the world as a black woman, right? Um, so Afro Latina is just perfect because I'm like, oh, it it 
it basically highlights my black ancestry that I love. They gave me my curly hair, my melanin, like they're so important to me and I want to like never not include them in my identity. They're such a huge part of me. They're who I am and how I look and because of them. So yeah, so Afro-Latina is my primary one. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we wanted to get even more granule, do, did you? how did you feel or what did you do when you, I think, I think of mm-hmm. like when you're in school and you have to fill out, are you white? Are you... African American. Yeah. What what are the oh, like terms now? Back in the like, day, I feel like now they're more inclusive. Yeah, now like, they're probably more. Probably inclusive. when we were like applying to colleges, they weren't. And I'm like, am um, I native or am I? And then it says like, are you? I forget. I think this is say Hispanic yeah. now. What I think it does say it, it says white. It it says like non-white Latino. Non-white Latino. Yeah. So okay. that's what it says. So like, definitely didn't say that. Yeah. Ten years ago. Exactly. <gasps> Um, I used to pick, I think mixed race, to be honest, mixed race. because I didn't, I think at that point, like I didn't identify or even know of the term Afro-Latina yet. Yeah. Um, I knew I clearly wasn't white. And yeah. then like, I also didn't feel black either at that time, like African-American. So for me, mixed race made the most yeah. sense, but I'm not I think mixed I race. put other, I don't even <laughs> yeah. think, I think at the time there mm-hmm. was no option for Hispanic. Yeah. I, I really don't know, but I remember it always being a struggle when I'm like filling out a Scantron or, mm-hmm. or so on. And I'm like, okay, like I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm not Asian. Yeah. And then it's like, are you Nate? Are you like Hawaiian or yeah, are you, yeah, yeah, or are yeah, you yeah, native like, American? And I'm like, none. I'm yeah. like, I'm other, I guess. There wasn't really know. an option, which is yeah. like so so daunting to think about because that's so sad. Like everyone should have an option for themselves. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for the most part, I would feel like, you know, now we have those choices, and that's why choices are so important. Um. And respecting people's choices are so important. So yeah. So kind of just like to wrap up. Um. I think something that I personally feel strongly about is that no matter where we come from no matter what term we use to identify ourselves with like it is in, in extremely hard to pit so much cultures right like we're talking yeah. about costa ricans puerto ricans ecuadorians mexicans like blah. brazilians you know we're putting we're talking about so many different countries and, and ethnic groups and to pit them all into one umbrella and feel that everyone's going to be okay with that term to me is unrealistic so i think it's just important to know that like whatever you use that's okay whatever you use to identify yourself as someone who comes from latin america that is fine but it is also important to remember to respect others right because it's almost impossible to put everyone under one blanket so for the most part we just need to be respectful of how other people identify and not to impose your beliefs onto others Mm -hmm. but instead be open to hearing their stance yeah, I think at the end of this, I mean, it's all about having conversations. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why we have these type of conversations as well and learning because before this episode, I did not know why Latin was being used um, on social media where I've seen it. As and, a replacement for like Latinx, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even know that some people wanted to replace Latinx. I thought yeah. we were still using Latinx. Mm-hmm. Like all the brands are using it. I thought it was like... Yeah, still. we're still using it. Like I'm still using it. I'm like, But then I also was like, should I be using Latin? Mm-hmm. Like are we, you know... I manage a lot of our social media. I'm like, should we be using Latin and not Latinx? Mm-hmm. Um, so sitting down and actually reading about it helps and knowing that, you know, Latinx is okay mm-hmm. and Latin is just another option out there um, is nice to know. And I think we just all need to like, whenever there, you have a question, I mean, what's so nice is we have Google, mm-hmm. but also talking to the people around you if you have a community of people you can talk to and ask questions about. And 
I think I would love to bring in someone who actually like doesn't identify as Latina or Latino, so uses Latinx, like maybe someone from the LGBT community yeah. that um, we could bring on and like speak to because 100%. they can give us their perspective. Maybe growing up, they never had a word. You know, I never mm. felt that way. I felt like I always had a word to identify with and yeah. I didn't have to think about um, it being general neutral. No, a hundred percent. I think at the end of the day, we're only two opinions. Yeah, and there's so many <laughs> others, and we're only two backgrounds, only two viewpoints. So I think it's important to open the conversation to everyone, um, and that's why, like, I think my core word is respect. Right? I think as long as we can respect one another, we can have these conversations. And the more we have these conversations, the more we're gonna be more comfortable discussing this and discussing yeah. other things as well within the Latin community. And that's why we made Latino Our Borders. discuss these type of topics in a free you know in a free and encouraging environment yeah exactly so we encourage you guys to comment Mm -hmm. um whether it's in this video on youtube or um an instagram post whatever it is or you can dm us as well Mm -hmm. and we'll be there to have the conversation with you guys thank you for joining us thanks so much see see you guys in the next one be sure to follow us on social media. Our handle is at Latina Without Borders. We would love for you to message us, comment, let us know if you enjoyed this episode and any tips of what you would like to hear next. That's it for today and until next time.